I thought, well, we know where Dash gets his looks from because <laughs> Mr. Incredible looks like Dash all grown up. And so... <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And Sam, you are safely ensconced in your green room on this rainy Monday afternoon. Got some Topo Chico. I do have my Topo Chico. I was just about to say I'm well hydrated. I'm ready to go. I'm super excited for this bonus show that we've got for our audience today because it is very timely because it's a Pixar Day at Sea cruise that we're going to be talking about. Those are going on right now only on the Disney Fantasy and they are new. They, when I say new, they did Pixar themed cruises many, many years ago now, like several years even before the pandemic. I can't remember what they were called. They had a slightly different name, but they brought back this limited offering called Pixar Day at Sea. Very excited to welcome Taryn to the show. Welcome. Hi, Sam. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, we're super excited to have you. You are someone who we've interacted with quite a bit online. You're active in our Facebook group. And you're also a veteran. So thank you for your service. Oh, I, I saw you. that in the show notes. Yeah. And thanks for being here. So you probably have a lot of you know experience with ships, given that you have a naval background, right? Uh, I have a little bit. I did do a sea tour. I've done a couple different things. But I definitely one of my favorite places to be is on the water, for sure. How many cruises have you been on, Taryn? I've been on 17 Disney one Norwegian and one Carnival. <laughs> you're getting up there. You're gonna be. You're, think, yeah. you're gonna be on your way to Pearl. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Which ship were you on, and what was the itinerary for the Pixar Day at Sea? We were on the Fantasy. This was my second time on her. I've done all five ships. It was a Western Caribbean to Cozumel, Grand Cayman, and Falmouth, Jamaica. I had just gotten off the Magic in December with the same itinerary with a maritime. So it was really nice to go on this cruise and not really have to worry about the ports. Plus we had Castaway Key. So it was win, 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 win in my book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it sounds like it. And so this would have been a, a seven night itinerary. Is that right? Seven night. That's correct. When you booked the cruise, did you know it was a Pixar day at sea or did that, uh, did that happen after you booked? I did know it was a Pixar day at sea. I had been eyeing it up waiting for a military discount, hopefully to come out because traditionally this time of year, the chance of that happening is pretty decent. I'd, I'd wager on those. But I was also nervous because the Disney Plus deal came out with a third and fourth free guest. And so mm -hmm. I got a little panicky and I uh, they had a guaranteed with restriction rate come out. That was very good. And I knew it wouldn't be that much more than a military rate. So I jumped on it. And it was the first time I had ever done a GTY with restrictions. And it worked out very well. Why don't you let folks know what it is a GTY with restrictions is? So the guaranteed with restrictions means you pick a category inside Ocean View, Veranda, and then different category subcategories within there. Sometimes they break it down. And you basically are in Vegas taking a gamble. You're guaranteed the lowest category in an inside, let's say a standard inside, which I did an inside. And then if I would have gotten a deluxe inside, that would have been great. But you don't know your room until... We found out, oh, it was probably about a week before 
So that was kind of hard being patient for that. The big thing with it is one, when it's with restrictions, there's no cancellation and you must pay in full immediately. You've got to be pretty darn sure that you're going on this cruise and you can make it mm-hmm. pending, obviously, an emergency situation. I, I thought I, I've never done this on all the cruises I've taken. So let's try it. And it, it worked out really well. I I know people are very picky about their staterooms. Having been in the Navy and served on a naval ship, an inside stateroom is like a palace. That's all I need to say. So I'm I'm pretty easygoing when it comes to stateroom choice. And I also don't mind, a lot of people don't like the vibrations, the noises. Oh, I sleep like a baby with those. So uh, I don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> I don't mind those at all, but I could see where... People who are not used to that kind of noise or vibration, it could be quite irritating. So you're you're taking a gamble. I mean, you don't, you're not bunking with like six other you know women in the navy. So it's correct, and you have your own bathroom, and the beds on DCL, as we all know, are some of the most comfortable beds you will ever experience in your life. That's actually a great budget tip for for folks who are listening. That these uh, the GTY, there's a couple of different options with these guaranteed state rooms, but the ones with restrictions or some without restrictions, but the best rate you're going to get is is what Taryn did. That's an inside stateroom in a GTY with restrictions. Well, let's talk about Pixar Day at Sea. So for a listeners unfamiliar, Disney does these themed days at sea. Pixar Day at Sea replaced, practically speaking, Star Wars Day at Sea, which used to happen on the fantasy about this time of year. Uh, and generally, these days at sea involve some unique character meetings, sometimes some special menus and deck parties and decorations and other things around the ship. So we are super excited to hear what was going on with Pixar Day at Sea. We did do an episode a while ago now yep. about some of the early iterations of Pixar on the ships. But from everything I saw on social media, this is way better than whatever they were doing before. And so <laughs> we can't wait to hear from Taryn about it. So. Taryn, well, one of the more divisive things that came out on social media around <laughs> the characters, know. the characters who made their appearances. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there, Brian. I knew it. Me too. Before we dive into that specific topic, let me just ask, what kinds of characters were out and about on, on Pixar Day at Sea? So on Pixar Day at Sea, they had Mike Wazowski and um, Sully. And what was really cool with the characters was they had really unique backgrounds. So they weren't just standing in the hallway. So with Mike and Sully, they had Boo's door. And then the roots, it was really fun. And the stateroom number was 2319. So the attention, the attention to detail on these things were really, really exciting to me. Miguel from Coco sadness and joy, which was also, they had amazing backdrop. It was purple and it had the memory orbs. And they actually had when they weren't doing photo ops, you could get a picture with a memory orb that lit up. So that was really, that was really nice. And that was offered throughout the cruise as well. So there was a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Where did they have that one? That was in the main atrium. Mm -hmm. Mike and Sully were up a deck on deck four or five where that little circular landing is. And then they had in the main atrium, a big Pixar day at sea with lit up characters in the portholes that, you know, the generic. Yeah, that was really pretty too. So that was cool. And then Remy was also in the atrium and his backdrop was a big anyone can cook book and like a kitchen. So they really went, I think in that aspect, I think they really went above and beyond. And Miguel 
was by Preludes, and he had a beautiful backdrop of like Mexico and just really very pretty. So I really appreciated that they they did that. And also on Pixar Night in the evening, Mickey and Minnie had little Pixar e outfits. You know, she had a cute oh, little oh. In, in the colors. He had like a little almost like a fifties the like, grease jacket, but they had little Pixar characters, and so it was subtle, but it was the colors of Pixar. And it was really really cute. That's the one thing they never did on Star Wars Day at Sea was like put Mickey and Minnie in like Jedi robes or something like that. And I always thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. So kind of cool to hear that they're doing that with the Fab Five kind of characters like Mickey and Minnie. Were any of the character meetings like ticketed events? Because that was something they used to do at Star Wars Day at Sea was they'd have like a few special characters, but you had to get a ticket in advance to, to see them. Or were they just all out and about during the day? Well, it was an interesting mix. I forgot to add that Doug and Russell were also out. So No way. Oh my God, I love them. So it's really exciting. On that day, they had a Wilderness Explorer Ship Shape Adventure badge. And in the morning, you could go to the port excursion desk and pick up your ship shape badge or your assignment. And what you would do is there were pictures around the ship that you had to go find. And in the picture was a letter. So it formed a word and everything was about conservation and water and purifying. And it was really nice. So it had a little message to it. And then if you completed that in the atrium in the afternoon, they did a little ship shape wilderness badge ceremony. So it was very cute. Yeah. So they did it. And you could be an adult and do it just like anything else on Disney. And it was really sweet. And so they did a little pledge and had a little repeat after me. It was very cute. And at the end of it, you could take a picture with Doug and Russell on the staircase. So that was really, really cute. Did you get to all say, the wilderness must be explored? Yes. (laughs) And they they did that and they even added a little extra verse to appeal to the ship and the water. So it's really (laughs) cute. But as for ticketed events, so this was also interesting because there was a little bit of confusion prior to the cruise. We were the second sailing. So of course, we were anxiously waiting to get intel from the first sailing is it said you could sign up for one. And there were two opportunities. There was the Toy Story and there was the Incredibles. But at the time, we didn't know what characters, you know, you knew, I mean, you can make assumptions, but you weren't sure. So I picked Toy Story because I figured we were doing the Incredibles show. I thought that maybe, but then also I realized the character breakfast was Toy Story. So maybe I should have chose the Incredibles. <laughs> Online, it did allow you to book both, which was a little confusing. I did not attempt it because I'm a bit of a rule follower. And I was worried if I tried to sneak the system, they would wipe them both out. They kind of need to work on that a little bit because a lot of people did book both. But when people got on the ship, I didn't hear of anybody who didn't have an opportunity to do the meet and greet. And what also was very nice is they held extra meet and greets throughout the cruise. So if you didn't have a chance at the ticketed event, you could go. And I thought that was really great because it was very crowded and lines were very long. And so that was nice. They really went above and beyond, I think to have character interactions. The events around, quote-unquote, Pixar Day at Sea, because Star Wars Day at Sea was a defined day. That was it. You met characters on that day. Everything that was Star Wars-related happened on that day. And then the next day, 
poof, it was gone. Right. You never saw Darth Vader on any other day and never saw a stormtrooper on any other day other than Star Wars Day. So, so I'm curious, did they spread events out for the Pixar sailing or was there like a lot of activity on one day and then the characters were kind of out some of the time on the other days? So on Pixar Day, it was just a madhouse of Pixar, 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 which was great because um, I was a little concerned going into it because I do cruise solo quite often as an adult, I had a little bit of concern that as an adult, would I be entertained? Is this something more for kids? And I was a little concerned about that. And the answer to that was no. (laughs) Everyone had a great time, including me. So with the character, the booked ones, with the Toy Story, we didn't know until we got on board. And this is one thing, I mean, I hate to say I'm a little disappointed because that sounds so petty. I I was comparing it to Marvel. And when you Mm -hmm. went and, and met with Guardians, you got several different characters. When you did the Iron Man and Black Panther you got a couple different separate, you know, how you would move through and get a picture. Well, in this one, you didn't know if you were going to get Woody and Bo or Jesse and Bullseye. Ah. Mm-hmm. They didn't have all four and you got two, sh- two so two they would switch shots, them right? out. Right. So that was one thing that was hard to gauge because if you really wanted a picture with Bullseye, because he's not out very mm-hmm. much, and you yeah. get up and it's Bo and Woody, you go, oh, and also... A lot of people thought Buzz Lightyear would be there. I didn't even think about that because my boys are all grown. But I thought, oh boy, yeah, that would be disappointing mm-hmm. if you were a little kid thinking Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear, and he wasn't available. Right. So yeah. again, not a big deal, but just something to note. Um, and in The Incredibles, it was Mrs. Incredible and Edna, who were mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> or Frozone and Mr. Incredible. So that's where it was nice that they added extra viewings at the end. And they also said, Edna, and this is incredible. So they told you at the other character viewing, so you knew. So there was an opportunity to get with everyone. But I think that was a little bit of a just confusion. But it is the first time they're doing it. So we know they'll work out some kinks that they had. Now, the Incredibles characters were the ones that were a little <laughs> bit divisive out there on social media because they made them, how do we say this the other day, Sam, costume characters? or no, They made them face characters rather yeah. than costume characters. For, cost- yes. for those of you listening, face is when you see the person's face. Costume is when you see maybe a, something plastic above their shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it this way for our junior listeners. Trying to keep it kid-friendly here. Right. Yeah, so were they... They the only ones because in the park the Incredibles characters are typically not face characters. Let me just start by asking: Were they the only characters you would have expected to see not as face characters in the park who made their appearance as face characters at sea? That is correct. All the Toy Story characters they were yes, as we see them in the parks. So then, my question is: I have a feeling they might have done these as face characters to promote kind of more character interaction uh, from what we saw. What did you think of them as face characters and how was the character interaction with them? Well, I tried not to do too much looking at things before I went, but I, of course I had to, this was all over the place. It was unavoidable. <laughs> and and I think I had the same reaction as a lot of people when it came to Mr. Incredible. Uh, yeah. To me, I thought, well, we know where Dash gets his looks from because <laughs> Mr. Incredible looks like Dash all grown up. And so, <laughs> I, but I also don't think seeing it like that 
represents what we saw on this ship because mm-hmm. when his voice, his mannerisms, it was very Mr. Incredible-esque. Frozone, amazing. Edna yeah. Mode, amazing. I would say Edna was the favorite. And Mrs. Incredible, she was also incredible. She really sounded like that actress, Holly Hunter. Yes. And it, yes, it really stood out to me when I met her in person, when she was talking, I thought, boy, you really remind me of that actress, Holly Hunter. So it was, her voice was pretty spot on. It was great. That's awesome. Cause just looking at someone's face doesn't necessarily give you like the full vibes of the character, right? Because let's be fair. I mean, we see Captain America on board and, you know, for not just Marvel Day at Sea cruises, but for lots of cruises. And he doesn't always look exactly like Chris Evans does, right? Right. Um, But if he's got the right vibes, if he's got the right, if he's really well in character, he he can be great. So it sounds like these Incredibles were incredible because they were really, really good at their characters not necessarily because their face matched the character perfectly. I agree. I think besides Mr. Incredible, the other three, they matched very well. Very Mm -hmm. well. I'd say he definitely was the least similar that we are used to. In the context of the meet and greets and then the stage shows, I thought he was still even really great. And look, I will cut the cruise line a bit of slack because unlike a park, where you can have six or seven friends of Jack Sparrow on standby at a given time and really call a population down to people who uh, look a lot like Jack Sparrow's friends. On a cruise line, you've got an entertainment staff and they've got to do multiple purposes Lots across of the roles, cruise. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like it's going to be tough to find people who can match up with the characters easily and do all the other stuff that they need them to do on board. So I will cut them some slack there. And and as long as like the character interaction makes up for it. Yeah. I mean, that's where you need it to be. I want to rewind for a second. You mentioned a breakfast. Did you go to the breakfast and, and who made an appearance there? Or did you hear about it at all? So I did go to the breakfast and it was really fun. The howdy, howdy, hey breakfast. I'm terrible with names. And yeah, but it was really nice that it was 45 minute experience. It was not a meet and greet. It was Woody and Buzz and Bullseye came out and they did. And then um, Josh, who did a lot of acoustic guitar throughout the ship in the evening, he was amazing. He was the cowboy. And so they did You've Got a Friend in Me. They did um, Her Name is Jessie. And so these songs were total earworms as it's reverberating in my head right now. And it was really fun. And so the the only issue is a lot of people thought it would be a character breakfast with meet and greets. And so mm-hmm. I went and I reread the description and it said, you know, an interaction where you can sing along. Disney should probably clarify that just to avoid in the future people getting upset because, you know, there was a lot of kids and surprisingly, a lot of grownups I've seen on some boards complaining that it was a disappointment because they didn't have a meet and greet. But it was really fun. A little bit more of a show than a than a character breakfast that we think of traditionally where somebody where the characters would come around and say hello to each table, which is what they used to do with that Disney Junior breakfast that they haven't done now. 
since, I don't know, it's been a, a, quite a few years now since they did that breakfast. But yeah, that's good to know that if, if you're going on one of these cruises, no, it's not a, it's not a true character breakfast. It's more of a show with, it's, it's a sit down breakfast as well, right? It's not a buffet. It's correct. It's an animator's palette and it has a separate menu. So it's got a couple little extra things and, um, but it's very rushed. So you sit down and they want you to get your food and they're really, cause we did the first, the earliest one. And I ended up, it was funny. I, as a solo, there were three of us at our dining table. So when I say we, it's usually I'm with one of them. We ended up really getting along and doing a lot of stuff together, which was fun. Oh, that's awesome. Was there a cost for the breakfast? No additional cost. It was available at the 30 day mark with the princess or the royal gathering, excuse me, and then the character interactions. And you could do it once. And they offered it on day two and day six. Oh, Oh, great. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. The no cost thing should have been a clue, I think, because if I think about the other character breakfast, because I think the I think the Disney Junior one even carried maybe a cost, but definitely the princess breakfast and the Olaf breakfast carry an extra cost. Yeah. So the 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 Disney Junior one did not have a cost because it was a breakfast. What you're thinking of, Brian, is the princess one is a tea and the Olaf one is a picnic, t- technically like a tea. Those are afternoon events. And those are true character meet and greets with like gifts for the kids. And those are super yeah. expensive. Um, and those are definitely more interactive experiences. This sounds more similar to the way that you used to book the Disney Junior breakfast. But that's a good reminder for people who are listening. If you're doing any of these themed cruises, meaning a Pixar Day at Sea or Marvel Day at Sea, or even just a non-themed cruise at the 30-day window, meaning 30 days in advance of your cruise, that is when the booking window opens for these specific character interactions, character meet and greets that are free, but ticketed events. So the, the most common one that people think of is the Princess Royal Gathering. Not the royal tea party or whatever it's called, but the royal gathering. Well, I want to switch gears for a second and just talk about activities on board beyond the breakfast and the character meet and greets. I got to believe Disney was hauling out some Pixar Day trivia (laughs) uh, and probably some arts and crafts activities and things like that. What kinds of activities were they offering uh, on board for this Pixar Day? So it's funny. The first thing I noticed was Sarge says... and. I immediately went, oh, they do that on the other cruises. So I wonder, you know, are they going to have some good stuff? Never judge a book by its cover. That was wrong assessment. This cruise had so much trivia and a lot of Pixar trivia. It probably on the whole cruise had the most trivia I've seen on a cruise I've ever been on. There was a lot. And so that was pretty exciting. Of course, Pixar Day, everything was focused around Pixar. They had the 3D crafts like they usually do. And it was Woody and Buzz and Jesse and a couple other things, which were really nice. And then some of the unique things. Well, one of the things that they do on other cruises is the learn to draw. But this day, it was all Pixar characters. And they did Socks, Luca, Panda May, and Merida. And what was exciting about Merida, I don't know about the other ones, but I know for Merida, they had one of her animators for the movie do, I know, I wish I would have went now. Yeah. <laughs> she actually, she or he actually did the drawing session. So how amazing is that? I mean, yeah. that's an experience you don't get to do every day. So I thought that was really, really good. And then... On the Deck 11 stage, it was mostly for the kids. It was called Crush's Totally Awesome Pool Party. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. 
Totally. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> and I figured it would be, but I was like, I have to do some recon on all these events. So I went up and checked it out a little bit. Um, nice. And it was really cute. They pulled kids up on the stage and they were doing little games and Crush was on the screen a bit like he is in animators. And I, if I was a kid, I would have loved it. It just looked yeah. like a lot of fun. So that was a really cute thing that they did. But did they do Jack Jack's Diaper Dash on Pixar Day? <laughs> I was just going to say, yes, they did Jack Jack's Diaper Dash. And what <laughs> is really fun about it is Edna Mode came out at the end. Oh, nice. I love it. And nice. Edna, I, I just wish, I, I couldn't even begin to explain how amazing Edna Mode was. Like, I just, yeah. I was in love with her. She was amazing. <laughs> so good. So she came out at the end and that, that was just really funny. They also did the Anyone Can Cook series and they did oh, Ratatouille nice. on this day. And so I went to that one because I thought I'd never been to an Anyone Can Cook in 17 Disney cruises. And yeah. it was really nice. The chef was from Remy, the restaurant, and he was amazing. And so we got to try some Ratatouille. And it was just really cute how that tied into a Pixar theme. And then this is what's really fun. So Edna Mode had a style on parade event in the atrium. <laughs> oh, no. It wasn't a contest or anything. But if you had bounded or dressed up like any Pixar character, mm -hmm. Edna was holding like a fashion show. <laughs> and so <laughs> they grouped you by, you know, whatever Pixar theme or movie and you presented in front of the atrium and she was giving her commentary and she was amazing. I, I oh can't even emphasize that enough. That sounds so good. I would love to go to that just to watch like her critique people's outfits and compliment things. And I would, oh, that'd be awesome. She was just, and she was very sweet too, but in her Edna sassy mode, it was wonderful. Yeah. And then they broke up then they had one final, the adults went, and then they did the kids. And she was so great with the little kids. I mean, it was, I was like, man, if my boys were little, like this would have been even more special. So I could see where families were really, really loving that. And there were a lot of adults dressed up too, as you know, on Disney Cruise. So of course. it was really fun. Another thing they did in the D Lounge was called Dory's Memory Game. I've never seen that before, but I was like, maybe they do it. And so that was really cute. They had shells over numbers and they gave a clue. And then you picked a character from Finding Nemo. And then you had to guess where they were hiding behind the shell. So that was cute. cute. Def definitely geared a little more for younger. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to at least go check it out and see what it was, which was really fun. Uh, trivia. They probably did that inside out game that we've been to before, Sam. Um, oh, yeah. There's like some kind of a, a uh, what is it? It's like a motion game that's inside out themed that they've done on some other cruises. I wonder if they, yeah. Did, do you know if they did that one, Taryn? I think they did that, but not on Pixar Day. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. It was really nice that yeah. outside of Pixar Day, they were still doing quite a bit of Pixar stuff, which was nice. Yeah. Because this was pretty packed. 
Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at MyPath Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode you mentioned the animator on board i'm curious do they have any like other folks who worked at pixar or something or worked on the movies on board to do any sort of like talks or anything like that all right this was my absolute hands down favorite part of pixar day at sea (laughs) they had a storyteller session And it was Bobby Podesta. Bobby Podesta is obviously a Pixar animator. He started really his first, you know, somewhat taking a leadership role was Cars. He's done Mm -hmm. 14 Pixar movies. He also was integral in the Nemo submarine voyage in Disneyland, which of Mm -hmm. course being a Southern California resident, I thought was even more cool. And then he's one of the directors and animators on the new Disney Plus series called Cars on the Road. I can't speak highly enough about him. He was funny. He was engaging. He was knowledgeable. He was oh, it was so wonderful. So what he decided to do is obviously give a little bit of his backstory. And then he thought it would be really kind of apropos if he talked about cars on the road, because to him, that's kind of full circle. When he first yeah. directed, Cars was like his first big show, and now he's doing this series. So what he did, we got an inside look. You couldn't take your camera out, no pictures, no filming. He took us through the process of one of the episodes of Cars on the Road called Trucks. And Whoa. it was amazing. I'm not going to be able to describe it anywhere near <laughs> the, the worth that it deserves. He, he started from the pitch. And we saw the storyboards for the pitch. We talked about the feedback he got, the changes they made, the music they wanted. They showed the making of the music, interviews. So we got to see all these little clips that were like property of Pixar, you know, basically (laughs) behind the scenes. And then at the very end, we got to watch the episode. And just to watch him, I mean, he was so passionate about it. And I keep wanting to say he's so animated, which is a bad (laughs) pun. That's one of my favorite words to describe people like that. But he really was. And it was so amazing just watching him watch his baby come to life. And so then at the end, he did a Q&A. And it was really inspiring. He had some adults and he had kids asking questions about career And on 17 Disney cruises, I got to say that was one of my favorite things I've ever done. It was amazing. It was amazing. I would love to hear about 
the shows, right? We know that there was there was like a big deck party show, if I'm not uh, wrong. I don't know if it was there also a stage show. I, I know there was like some kind of Incredibles themed show. So yeah, tell us what kind what kind of offerings did they have in the way of that sort of entertainment? Sure. So at 7.30, they had a Pixar Pals celebration. I had no idea what it was, you know? So I yeah. thought, okay, let me go up to this and see. And it ended up being basically like a little dance party, kind of like they do with <laughs> pirates, but yeah. so much better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this either with it not sounding ridiculous. But basically, they introduced each little Pixar group. So first, like Joy came out. And then they played like Walking on Sunshine. And each character had little dance moves and they were teaching the audience to do a little dance. And then sadness comes out and it's like, wah, wah. And then you hear, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And they play these sounds. <laughs> and then they, it's so funny. And then they go back to Joy and they do Happy by Pharrell. And, back, and it was just, it was really funny. And then they came together and they played a song that compromised. And it was really funny. So that was, I was laughing so hard. I was almost crying at that point. And it had just started. So then... They had Miguel come out and he taught a dance and they had uh, Doug and Russell. They had Toy Story come out. And it was really cool because it was all the four meet and greets. And so seeing Bullseye is super exciting. And then they had a surprise and Rex came out and everybody oh, lost their mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody lost their minds. I mean, just ah! I, I've been, like I said, on a lot of cruises and I don't know if I've ever heard the deck scream and be as loud as it was at that that show it was really fun so i'm so glad i went to that because i thought it would be kind of you know for younger crowd and maybe it was but i was severely (laughs) seriously entertained it was i thought just really cute and really engaging and it was a great way to see all of the characters oh and like when remy came out one of his dance moves was to like stir, like motion. Like <laughs> stir <the> pot. <laughs> yeah. So, so everything was really applicable to the character and what they would do. So it was really cute. I thought well thought out, really, really nice. So that was the 731. And then the big fireworks extravaganza was yeah. the An Incredibles Deck Party Celebrate the Supers. So basically, this show was giving the Incredibles an award for being so incredible. And so they come out (laughs) to accept it and Frozone comes out and Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. And then all of a sudden it's like, where's Jack-Jack? Oh, Violet's watching him. It's no problem. And then Jack-Jack makes a little appearance like peekaboo. And they're like, oh no, Jack-Jack. So they (laughs) proceed to chase Jack-Jack around the ship to catch him. And so they use the big screen. It's really, I thought it was really cute. Some of it was through the view of Mr. Incredibles, like uh, he had a, you know, a body cam on. Oh, cool. Some was from the ship's camera, so they would switch and it was really fun. And then they showed like Violet and Dash briefly in there. And they're like, I don't know where he is. You know, they didn't care. They're in vibe playing video games or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, so it's really funny. So, so that, you know takes a little while and then they get Jack Jack back and then Edna comes out holding them. It's really cute. And so what they do, cause at one point he, he like peekaboos in the, in the little funnel 
up high. Yes, I've seen the picture up high. Yeah. Yeah. So really cute. Then they said, all right, well, now we're all here. Let's do the celebration like you deserve. And then that's when they did the fireworks and they did it to the Incredibles music. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. And yeah, it was great. Were those fireworks in lieu of like a pirate night fireworks or did you get two sets of fireworks on the cruise? Oh, goodness. I'm still a little traumatized. We had this thing called Pirate Night Gate. And <laughs> Pirate <laughs> Night Gate. <laughs> yes, I'm not exaggerating. Nobody knew if we were having Pirate Night or not. It wasn't on mm-hmm. the schedule. And everybody who was chatting or calling DCL, they were being told you're not having a Pirate Night. So I want to joke. There almost was a mutiny because people (laughs) were like, I bought costumes. Yes, there was a pirate night. So I'm not sure what happened there. But I mean, this was going on for like months leading up to the cruise. We knew someone in our group who was on the first cruise was giving us intel. And they said, we're having a pirate night. So I'm not sure if they were thinking of not doing one to like, just because that's a lot. These these cast members. It's a lot for the cast members. Yeah. They were so busy. And then, like I said, doing all the Pixar stuff. And I mean, this cruise had so many activities. So I thought perhaps maybe they're not going to do a show and fireworks, but maybe just do a little. And we didn't have the pirate night menu because we had the Pixar menu. So we did Mm -hmm. end up having a full pirate night. So it was that was I'm, I'm serious. This was like going back and forth for months. So I'm glad that we had one and it was all settled. But it was like, whoo. That's uh, that's good to hear because when they did the Star Wars Day at Sea, we still had Pirate Night in addition to Star Wars Day at Sea. So, I, I mean, good to hear that they kept both, but agree it's a lot of work for the crew. Yeah. Was there a stage show, a Pixar-related stage show in addition to the deck party or was it just the deck party? Well, it's two deck parties, really. Right. Yeah. The second, the, the Incredibles with the fireworks, that was also the deck part or the, the show. The stage show for yeah. the night. Okay. The stage show. Sense. So it was like stage show. They came out, they talked. And then when they, you know, sent you to the screen and interacting back and forth for the Jack Jack. Um, so it was all one big stage show and fireworks. And that was it. That was the big yeah. show for the night. They probably needed all of the cast members, like all of the entertainment cast members for that, right? Because if they've got all these different characters at the earlier deck party and at the later deck party, that, that's just a lot. Yeah. Right. Now you mentioned a special menu. Can't talk Disney Cruise Line on any <laughs> subject without talking about some food. And so food. Yeah. what what was the special menu like? Anything memorable off of it? So I really liked some of the stuff had character theme names, some didn't. They had a butter chicken for an entree, and Ooh. that was so delicious. It was really really good it was a favorite at our table for sure so i would order that on a regular menu any day that was really good Um, i also had a salad that was beets and goat cheese with the honey dressing that was one of my favorite salads ever i've ever eaten and then dessert where they had like shrimp and mac and cheese and you know steak they had some pretty you know they you know what disney they kind of revamp stuff but it's the same but they give it a different name but the desserts they had the churros like in 1923 on the wish except these were strawberry dusted and the dip was double chocolate so Mm. the flavor was there but it's really hard to mass produce churros (laughs) so the texture 
Yeah. Yeah. So they were definitely my table mate. He goes, I think these are from the last cruise, like as a joke, but just to emphasize, they were kind of stale. (laughs) (laughs) He was really funny. Yeah. I feel like they're either too mushy or they're too stale or hard. Yeah. Yeah. But the flavor was really good. Did they have a paper menu that they gave you or a collect, like a collectible menu or something you could take home? Or was it just like in the app and the, you know, the menus that you hand back? Well, we were back to full menus. Everything had a menu, but we didn't have a collectible. It was like the laminated. Yeah. Okay. And then the, the main dessert, the special dessert was the Pixar ball cheesecake. And it was a vanilla cheesecake with blueberry in the center on an almond uh, lemon crust. And it looked like cool. the Pixar ball with the yellow and yeah. the star. And it was very cute. And it tasted, I enjoyed it. Our, our whole table got it and really enjoyed it. So it was nice. a really delicious dessert. So it was nice to have, as you know, when you cruise a few times, you kind of get repetitive. So it was really nice to have a, a unique menu with different offerings. And it was a lot of yeah. fun. So speaking of collectibles, we've got to ask, uh, I want to ask two separate but related questions. One, was there any kind of in stateroom gift for Pixar Day at Sea? When we've sailed, when we sailed on the Star Wars Day at Sea, they had a little, um, I'll call it a bed runner that they mm-hmm. had sort of at the foot of your bed and that you got to take home with you. I'm curious as to whether or not they had something like that or something different as a, as a gift to take home di- gift. But then, of course, we have to hear about the merch, right? Hear collectibles. We need to know, like, what you know, what cool stuff did they have for Pixar Day at Sea in the shops? So, yeah. So for the stateroom gift the night before, your stateroom host, it was a little window cling, and it said Pixar Day at Sea, and it was circular, and it had a little Remy on it. It's really cute, and um, so no more bed runners. But it was really sweet. I also did Marvel last year and they did the same thing, a little window claim that said Marvel Day at Sea. Uh, merchandise, it was, how do I say this? I didn't expect much because we we haven't been having the greatest merchandise, as you guys know. Yeah. But it had more than I thought it would, I guess. So oh, good. Yeah. So this is the first Disney cruise where I have not bought anything from a gift shop. I don't know that we've ever. I don't know that we've ever done that. So congratulations! Thank you. I well, I spent it in the spa, so we're all in trouble there. But so they had a, a kids' T-shirt, which was kind of cute, and then they had an adult, just like a gray T-shirt, just normal T-shirt material, not soft, and it had the Pixar Day at Sea emblem with the ship in the middle, and then the characters in the portholes, and then it said at the bottom of the ship, really lightly, inaugural season. So if that was long sleeve, I probably would have got it because the design on that is so cool. I love it. And then they had a long sleeve shirt that was Incredibles themed and that was navy blue. And it said like incredible, I forget, incredible time at sea or something. And that was it for specific clothing. They also mm-hmm. had, you know, they, they lined the wall with a lot of Pixar merchandise, but none of it was specific to the cruise. Then they also had a really cute ornament that was the ship and then dangling were little the Pixar characters in portholes. There were three of them. And that was really cute. They had a magnet. The pin was the same. That might be it. I'm a yeah. Tervis junkie. I was really hoping for a Tervis. Um, oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. I know. Because a normal complement of DCL merchandise is going to include at least a pin, a Tervis, a t-shirt, 
a spirit jersey and an yes. ornament. I feel like that is yes. like and a mug, a mug in a addition mug. to the turf. Right. So like one mug, yeah. So there was no mugs, no travel mugs, no turvis, no. So that I was a little bummed because I really liked the design with the ship and then the characters mm-hmm. in the portholes. I thought that was adorable. So yeah, you know, hopefully next year they'll be able to expand. But it was nice that they had some stuff because yeah. We've seen sparser days since the return right. of sailing. So, <laughs> you mentioned you've done a Marvel Day at Sea. Now you've done a Pixar Day at Sea. I'm mm. curious, would you recommend folks take a Marvel or a Pixar Day at Sea cruise, or would you say eh, if you're a Pixar fan for sure, like Star Wars Day at Sea? I'll say got to a point where if it was a Star Wars Day at Sea sailing and you were already booked on it, sure, it's a nice little add-on. But I didn't feel like people were seeking out a Star Wars Day at Sea. Do you think folks should seek out a Pixar day at sea? I think they should. Like I said, I went in not a little hesitant because I can enjoy just sitting on deck four reading a book for seven days. I mean, I'd be a happy camper. I'm not working. So that's a great day for me. (laughs) So I wasn't too worried in that aspect, but I was worried it would definitely be geared more towards younger kids. And Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really experience that. And, you know, just like another thing that I didn't mention at night, they did the music of like soul. So they had jazz and he wasn't playing just soul music, but it was just, you know, those little ways they incorporate Pixar day into the regular entertainment. And I thought that was a really nice and little clever way to kind of add an event that technically doesn't really have to do with Pixar, but it does because you can tie it into soul. So I really enjoyed that. I would definitely do it. This cruise, especially with, I think the Disney plus offer, it had, I think it's the, because I usually sail in the off season, you know, yeah. and when kids go to school and on holidays. And this, even though this was off season, this is probably the cruise that had the most kids on it, which is yeah. great. You know, I'm not criticizing yeah. that, obviously. No, but you know. people definitely yeah. pull their kids out of school for something yes. like this. I think you're absolutely right, especially with that Disney Plus deal being applicable, that you could use the Disney Plus deal and book a Pixar Day at Sea, which is never... Uh, it's it's v- really not something that would normally have been available in other times. The only place I would say is Marvel Day at Sea does sometimes have lower price cruises because they were sailing out of Miami. And that's right. obviously a, a slightly less desirable port for Disney, at least, than Port Canaveral. So, right. yeah, that's yeah. if we didn't have so many other things planned... <laughs> Having just gotten off of a back-to-back cruise on the Wonder out of San Diego over Christmas, I would have considered taking up, going on one of these deals and and grabbing a Pixar Day at Sea because it sounds pretty much amazing. And we love all those characters. Yeah, it was really fun. Seven Night Sailing on the Disney Fantasy yeah. with Pixar. If I get to meet Remy at Sea, it's a great day. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a fantastic, fantastic cruise. Can I add one more thing? Yeah, sure. of course. Okay, this was important. So I was out on the deck and I forgot two things. One, they played Pixar Day music all day. And the announcements, oh, cool. they had Roz, Dory, Edna, Heimlich. So cute. They were doing announcements all day. And then they all... Oh, I, know, I loved... You know, Roz, she's like, knock, knock. And the whole ship while you're who's there? And she goes, I'm watching you. You know, it's just really <laughs> You do a good Roz. <laughs> Thank <Terry>. you. <laughs> and then it's a little age and grumpiness on my side, I guess. But <laughs> and then the other thing I haven't heard other people talk about is they had three new horns 
sounds and yes sorry so i thought this was important i didn't want to forget yes huge yeah so three times in the day i believe it was 10 or 10 30 noon and three but it wasn't in the schedule they made an announcement early in the morning and a lot of people didn't hear it so a lot of people missed out on it and luckily i ran into my table mates and one of them was filming for some stuff and i said did you hear about the horns and he said no he said thank you so much you know because he wanted to record them so they did, You've Got a Friend in Me, Remember oh Me from Coco, and then The Incredibles theme. Oh, so, so good. It was very cool. So that I thought cool. that was, you know, just just the, just chef's kiss Disney Cruise Line, you know? Totally. Yes. Totally. Yes. So Taryn, what's next for you? When are you sailing again and on which ship? Well, of course, I'd love to go sooner because there's some out of San Diego, but my dog just had TPLO surgery. So uh, she is basically not allowed to move for two months. So, oh my gosh, I, I know it's awful. So, I'm my next cruise is I really wanted to do a silver anniversary at sea cruise. So, I mm-hmm. booked the first one on the magic because I thought, let's do it on the original ship. And then, nice. I backtracked because I thought, I don't want to go. That's only a three-day. So I want to do a back-to-back. <laughs> but then when I went back to, there was a Southern Caribbean. So now I'm doing a back-to-back-to-back on the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Starting in San Juan. And then I said, well, I have to do this four-day transit. Oh, and then it runs into the three-day silver anniversary at sea. So that's, that's yes, it's terrible, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well... We, I guess we're going to have to have you come back to talk all about this. Yeah. That that sounds like an amazing itinerary or amazing three itineraries. Um, so we'll definitely love to have you back, Taryn. Thank you for again for uh, coming on the show and chatting with us about Pixar. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the 
the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.